You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning, broadcasting in Virginia, Minnesota. Here at Holy Spirit Catholic Church, I'm Ben Frost, and I'm co-hosting with Father Brandon Moravitz. And this morning, we've got uh, many wonderful, uh, fantastic guests. We've visited this morning with Father, uh, Father with Sister Lisa Maurer. Uh, she's at the Order of St. Benedict in Duluth. And then the last half hour, we were speaking with Tammy Ringhand, and she was sharing a lot about her conversion story, you know, kind of growing up in a, a family that some ways was uh, fairly anti-Catholic, kind of resisted uh, uh, the Catholic Church, uh, but she had some profound experiences as a young child and then growing older that led her in her conversion story into the Catholic Church. And, um, and Father, that's, I love those testimonials. I love hearing stories about how people, how the Holy Spirit works in people's heart, hearts and draws them deeper into the fullness of the truth, which is the church. And I definitely think we see those, those testimonies, those stories all the time. And I look in our own church, um, we're seeing God at work in our midst. And uh, so I just, I'm, I'm curious, like, how do you see that, that, uh, that conversion unfolding currently in our church and in our, our local church here in, in Virginia? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing to think that there's Catholic churches in every town across the world. And... In every community, there's a tabernacle where the Lord resides. And the, 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 the tabernacle is like this, this magnet, you know, that it's, it's drawing hearts to the, the, the truth and the beauty of Christ and the church. And, 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 and here in Virginia and Mountain Iron, in our area here in northern Minnesota, I mean, it seems as if the Lord is just powerfully drawing people to him in the midst of tumultuous times. All right. Um, and we have probably our largest RCIA class that we've had here, um, I think, pretty close in my last, my seven years here as the pastor. Um, and it's quite remarkable that on Monday nights we have uh, 15, 16, 17, 20 some people here that are, that are really considering the Catholic faith in our small community here, up here on the Iron Range. And just people that are really longing for the Lord. And variety of reasons, um, for a variety of reasons, their hearts are being drawn to the Catholic faith. And we've had some really profound and powerful stories through that process. Hmm. Um, and I'm just so grateful. And I, I just remind everybody out there that the Lord's in the tabernacle in every Catholic church in your town, and he's drawing people closer. Um, and he's doing that right here. And I, I see that happening um, in powerful ways right here in our own community. And can I just say what I love about our RCA group? Like, it's, it's beautiful to see anytime God draws, like, anyone into the church. What's unique about this group that I see this year, two things. God is drawing full families yeah. into the church. Yeah. We have multiple families where, and yeah. it's just this beautiful thing where actually the parents, and I just applaud them, like, have this Holy Spirit is working in their hearts, and uh, they're being drawn into the church, and they're bringing their whole families yeah. into the church. And what a witness that is of these parents. And, uh, and then also what I'm amazed by is this year's class uh, for RCA. So many young adults. Mm -hmm. There's young people. And you'd think like, I mean, so many people are just so negative on young people these days. They're disconnected. They're distracted and all these things. And yet more and more, and I go into the church for a holy hour. You know who's there? 
It's these college students, yeah. and they're being they're being drawn in, and they're in our RCIA program, and uh, so that's one thing I'm noticing really this year is significant amounts of families that are coming into the church, and also these young adults, and it, it blows my mind honestly, um, and it's beautiful to see because even throughout the, the, this past year, you know, and, uh, we've been on the air and we've talked privately. Like, there's obviously so many crosses and struggles, but we'd always say, "When's the resurrection coming? Yeah. When's the resurrection yeah. coming?" And I think, um, and obviously in every moment of every year, there's always going to be crosses and there's always going to be resurrection. But I think um, we are seeing um, fruits of the resurrection that are in our midst in some profound ways. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I, I just, it's been on my heart, you know, it's so, so regularly these days is, is friends, we must proclaim Jesus Christ. You know, and I, I think right now we're tempted to really get consumed in politics and forget all about Jesus. Like, and, and, and I think one of the things that's happening here is people, and I, from talking to our people, they're drawn into the truth of the church and the proclamation of Jesus. And it's, it's a refreshing, <laughs> like, like message that's, that's bringing transformation to all hearts. And I think people are sick of all the, 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 the the arguing and the division and the chaos and the confusion. And I think families, they want to give their children a place of refuge. They want to give their marriages a place of refuge and, and to get away from all that chaos and to, refu- to come to a refuge in the Lord. And I think our young adults too, they're looking at how the world will not satisfy. All right. And that the world will not give them answers to their deepest longings and I think these young adults, they're longing. They're, they're in that place in their life. Like, what am I going to live for? And maybe they've tasted a little bit of the world, and it's just, it's come up empty. Huh. And the church who's proclaiming Jesus Christ is giving them the answer, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so these families and these young adults are being drawn to the one message that has lasted for the last 2,000 years and the message that will last forever huh. in the midst of everything. And so we have to make sure we as a Catholic people we as priests, we as lay people, that we keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and the teachings of the church and not get consumed in the political nature of the conversation in our world and allow that to distract and to overcome the teachings of the church and the message of Christ. And isn't it true, like, through the history of the world, right, in the most tumultuous times, the, the craziest, hardest times, when honestly, most people are starting to be distracted from the Lord, from the, the message of the gospel, it's precisely at those times that the greatest saints start rising up. And what do they do every single time in the history of the church? Refocus on Jesus. Refocus on Jesus. Be with Jesus. Be drawn to the Eucharist. And, and I think that that is what's true today. What's, what's drawing people in is, okay, I'm going it, to, it's actually goes right back to what we talked about with Sister Lisa this morning, that there's so much busyness and chaos, and I'm focusing all my energies on these external things. But when we finally take a chance to step back, quiet our hearts, and focus on Jesus. And that's what's beautiful to me. I go into the church and I pray, and I see these young people sitting there praying. I'm like, they get it. They are these young saints that are rising up in our culture today. And, and that's where it's hard because so many people I talk to, like, there, there is like this pessimism. Like, oh, everything's just going so crazy, and the world is going the wrong direction. And don't get me wrong. Like, it is. Like, there's a lot of chaos. But why, why wouldn't we trust God enough 
if the history of the church looking back at all these moments when there's the greatest trials, the greatest saints raise up and they change the world around them, why would it not be the same right now? And that's why I think you are seeing renewal. There is an energy and there is a fire that's happening. And my friends, if you're listening today, you're a part of that. You get to refocus on Jesus and to say, I'm going to be a part of the process that fixes all of this. I'm not going to be a a cog in the wheel and just kind of keep going with the flow. Yeah. And you know, Ben, I think uh, it got me thinking about a particular testimony and story of, of incredible beauty that's going on right in our community right now, in our parish and in our whole community of how in the noise of suffering and struggle and chaos, that when we allow our hearts to be captured by the Lord, he works beautifully, you know, and I think about the Westerber family that's here in our community right now. And Here's a family, I'll just give you the way of introduction for those of you guys that don't live in our area. There's a family here, a husband and wife, and their three children um, that are really going through great suffering and struggle. But yet in all of that, there's this incredible joy and this peace. Um, the dad, the husband of this family, his name is Mark, um, was diagnosed with ALS. Um, and ALS is a, is a horrible difficult, difficult disease. It's, it's brutal where one loses the ability to move anything in their body. And it's so painful. But Mark and his wife, Christy, and their children, Jace, Jada, and Jill, we brought their whole family into the faith the third weekend of Advent this year. And a year ago, they would have never thought in their wildest dreams that they would be Catholics. All right. And through this journey of Mark going through ALS, all right, and through some invitations and, and God's providence, Mark ended up in our church sitting at daily mass one day. And he came in and then all of a sudden he came to another daily mass and another daily mass and he started finding this consolation and this beauty in the church in Christ in the midst of his suffering. And then he began to share that with his family and this, this fire started blazing in them. And I always think about they had a lot of noise, a lot of suffering in their life, a lot of struggles. But as they came to the Lord and the church, they were able to kind of tone out some of that stuff and really hear the beautiful like voice of God. And there's been this incredible like renewal um, in our church through their witness of suffering as Mark continues to battle with this ALS. And honestly, one of the top three moments of my life as a priest was this year, the third week of Advent. I mean, to confirm them and to, to offer them the Holy Eucharist. And, and now Mark is at home and, and he's, he's in hospice. And, but here's what's happening. They, we have a, a director of music ministry, Josh Milani here. Incredible. He's been going there every day at 3 o'clock and singing the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Mm. And we have 20 or 30 parishioners that are at their house every day, like singing the Divine Mercy Chaplet. We've had mass at their house, and we have people gathering there every day. People go in there and praying night prayer. And you can see how the Lord is renewing the face of the earth in the midst of suffering. Um, and, and, and it's a great reminder to all, all the things we're facing as a culture and in our lives that if we can hone in on the Lord, the Lord brings hope. The Lord brings strength. And, 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 and Mark could sit around all day and just think about how miserable his ALS is and his family could say how miserable this mm. is, but they're not. They're thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And they're thinking about the gift of the church. And that has brought hope and joy. And that's a witness to all of us, no matter what we're facing, whether it's disease, whether it's political strife, that if we keep our eyes on the Lord, he will bring his grace. And what I appreciate about Mark in the last few times that I've seen him, not only is he, only is he focused on the Lord, he is so present to everyone in his midst. Good. And uh, 
I was with him recently, and there's another family that's uh, had had some family struggles and, and trials. And as I'm there, and granted, he is he can still speak, but he labors even in his speech. And um, but he shares with me, he's like, "How how is this family doing?" You know, and again, not looking in on his own struggles, but like he really wants to know how is this family doing. And I share, and he's like, we need to pray for them right now. And then he's like jumping into the sign of the cross and like leading prayer for this family. And then my, uh, he asked me, cause I, uh, my wife and I, are, we, uh, my brother-in-law passed away a few months ago. And he was right away, he's like, Tisha, that's my wife's name, how is, how is your uh, sister doing? And just so present to the people around him. So not only does he just have this deep love for God, but he is so present to, to those that are around him. Yeah, isn't that the heart of Jesus? You know, <laughs> and I think as we... As we grow in holiness, and often suffering brings us to the life of the Lord. And then when we have that spirit of the Lord within us, we're more, we're more like the Lord. You know, and I see that in Mark, and he would shake his head at me, but like, he's suffering with the Lord. He's present to people like the Lord. He's finding resurrected life already in his suffering. And others are being drawn to that. And I'm amazed. People leave the house, and I see joy. And I see they're going out with hope. So the Lord is working through this human instrument that, of Mark that he is suffering, but the Lord's heart is being known through him. Yeah. All right, And it's a remarkable thing. And I'm, I'm so grateful you brought that out because it's another way in which we see how the Lord is working in the body of Christ. Friends, God is working in profound ways. We're going to continue some of these conversations right after. We're going to take a quick break. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo near Saints Anne and Joachim Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. 
You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're continuing our conversation this morning. Father and I just been reflecting on uh, just stories of God's goodness and uh, testimony in the ways that the Holy Spirit's working in people's lives. And uh, as we went into break, we were sharing a little bit about uh, one of the families that's been so profound for for both of us and not just us, like our whole parish, honestly, that uh, it's brought so much renewal in life. And that's the the Westerber family. And and Mark is is battling with with ALS, but in the midst of that, is just showing so much courage. And as we were going to break, we were talking a lot about how he has this great love for God, and uh, you can see that relationship in him, and that he's always present to to one and uh, to everyone that's around him, and offering prayers and asking how people are doing, and just a beautiful testimony. But as we were, during the break, Father and I were chatting, like. Not only is like God working in their family through this, but like it's honestly transforming our our parish. Like it is, it's just incredible to see God at work in the midst of this. Father, would you agree? Yeah, it's funny, Ben. I mean, Ben and I have a history where we used to like direct retreats and work on retreats together, and these retreats were were focused on the Paschal mystery and how you know like death leads to to resurrected life and that that heart of Christ. And and I, and I was thinking about that like in our parish that. It's through the suffering of a man who just became Catholic in our church that God is renewing the church and how there's a mystery in that reality that sometimes we're afraid of suffering and we, 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 we hide from it and we, we, we isolate in our suffering. But when we bring our suffering to the Lord and we allow others to be part of that suffering, God renews his church. And that's happening right here in such a local and a beautiful way. I was away on vacation um, after Christmas. I just took some time off just to, to catch my breath. And I was, it was amazing. I left and I was, it was heartbreaking for me to leave because Mark is in hospice and, and, and struggling. And I didn't know how things were going to go. And I pulled away from his house. I went ahead and mass. That was the last thing I did before I left. I had mass at his house and kind of at his bedside. And I, I pulled away in tears. And it was, I was, I was just, I, I didn't know where it was going to go. And and then all of a sudden, I'm away on vacation, and I'm hearing that, that people are going there and singing the Divine Mercy Chaplet and praying the rosary and going over there and praying night prayer. And, and then I find out my whole parish organized a holy hour, and, and all these people from our community are in our church, and they're praying a holy hour, and they're reading scripture, and they're praying for all the family members, and you see this life, and then people went over and sang Christmas carols, and, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, like... I'm trying to do retreats and parish missions and organize all these things. But here we are, the community, the lay people of our church, their priest is gone and they're rising up and, and, and God is bringing life to his people through the suffering of one of these beloved prisoners. Um, this is how God works, my friends, when we unite as a, as a Catholic, united Christian people and we, 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 we embrace suffering. We bring the Lord into it. We pick one another up and we journey with one another. Man, God renews his people. And, and sometimes we think renewal comes from when everything is good. You know, once, when everything's all together and everybody's happy, that's when, no, it actually comes in sometimes the most dark, difficult times that Lord, the Lord brings his goodness and his grace. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so proud of our people in the way that they respond to God's goodness in the midst of all of this and just simple ways, you know, I, I peeked online and, and uh, someone said, we should start a meal train for, for the Westerbers. It's like, I, I swear they've got food coming for the next two months. <laughs> 
and like every single day and and like father had said people praying with them and even just in conversation with people you can just tell um people are just being drawn closer to god in in the midst of all of this and you know one other one other story it just comes to my mind father that inspired me so much is um you know mark deeply loves the lord and and uh uh, he's only been Catholic for what a month. A month I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's it has not been a long time, and uh, and in many ways, uh, him and his family coming into the church, and they they truly desired reception of the Most Holy Eucharist. And uh, so, one story in the in the last couple weeks here, you know, Mark's been in hospice, and uh, so and and it's such a blessing. He's in his home and can be loved by family and friends. But it it was uh, it was Sunday morning. Um, or no, was it Saturday night? Like it was anyway, it was the weekend, it was mass, and Mark's like, I want to go to church. And here is an incredible man that I would say with the most strength I've seen. You know, you'd look at him, you wouldn't say that, but I'd say he's got more strength than anyone I know right now. And he's saying, Look, I can hardly move, I can hardly speak, but I want you to get me out of my bed into my wheelchair, even though it's gonna struggle, I'm gonna be exhausted the rest of the day, and please help me get to the church so I can receive the Eucharist. And my heart was so moved. And, you know, and it's easy for us to kind of make excuses and to kind of like, well, this or that. And, and here's a guy that knows that Jesus is Lord and he is present in the Eucharist. And his one desire on that weekend was to get to church. And it took everything in him. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I want people to make sure you understand this picture. I mean, Mark's in a hospital bed in his home. He can't move his arms. He can't move his legs. He, can't, he can barely move his fingers, and he can move his head a little bit, but he constantly has to have people moving his limbs. I mean, he is utterly vulnerable to everyone and is in a, in a place of, like, utter, like, he's got to be humble. But yet he says, I want to go to Mass. <laughs> and so they're getting him out of his bed, into a wheelchair, into a vehicle, getting him all the way to the church, getting him into the church. And he said, he, I mean, he said... And it was a pain being in church. He was hurting. It was hot. He was sweating. It was uncomfortable. But he wanted the bread of life. He wanted food for the journey. And I got goosebumps right now because even as a priest some days, I wake up and I'm like, oh, 8 o'clock mass. You know, and I'm healthy. I'm well. I've got energy. I get to sleep at night. And I just get in my car and I flip on the radio and I come to church. But sometimes even I as a priest complain about having to go to mass. You know, and think about it. And here's a man who's suffering as much as anybody in this community, but he knows what's most important. And so often, it's when we begin to enter into our final days that what is most important rises to the top. And what I see with this man who's entered into the fullness of the Catholic faith, he understands what's most important, and that is Jesus Christ. And the greatest way to unite your heart with Jesus Christ is in the Blessed Sacrament in the Eucharist. And he longs for it. And yesterday he wasn't able to come because he's, his body is, 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 is failing. And I went over there yesterday. I prayed with him, gave him Holy Eucharist. And he just sat there and just kept, he keeps saying, you know, I can barely talk. Like he, everything it takes for him to get words out. And he just, God is good. Like he just off his lips comes, God is good. And even the other day, God is awesome. Like, can you imagine? Like, like <laughs> friends, like, do you say God is good when you're suffering? When life is hard, can you say God is awesome? Like that's the beauty of the witness of 
this simple man um, that just showed up at our doorstep one day and came to a daily mass six months ago, entered in the fullness of the Catholic faith, and now is living the Catholic faith as it's meant to be lived. Yeah. Does he understand everything? No. He's always asking questions. Yeah. He wants to learn more. But again, as I said earlier in Tammy's interview, that it's it not about us knowing everything and doing everything perfectly and making sure we're genuflecting right and making the sign of the cross right. And we understand everything. That's important. But sometimes we get distracted by all that stuff. We need to get to the heart of Jesus. We need to receive the sacraments. We need to enter into these prayers. And when that happens, God just sets our heart afire. And right now, Mark could care less about all the political strife. He could care less about what the Vikings are doing or, or all the things of the world. All he wants to do is to know the Lord and to help other people around him get to know the Lord. And I want to get your thoughts on one other thing in, the, in this story is, to me, the other incredible heroes are his family. Yeah. I look at Christy and their three kids, Jill, Jada, and Jace. And uh, when I, every time I'm over there, it's, it's so moving to me. To, I mean, love is just tangible when you are in their home. And little ways where his kids and father alluded to this, you know, like it's hard. He can't move his limbs very well, but he gets pain. So they have to go and, and move his hands and his feet and his, but just the ways that they do it. And I, I've seen his kids, they go over and they kiss him on the top of the head and they say, I love you. And, and the reality, like they're with him 24 seven and the reality of like the exhaustion and, and the, the tiredness and the, the challenge uh, that's there. But in the midst of it, they're so heroic to me because of the way that they love in the midst of suffering. And uh, so I do, I, I, I elevate so much like with Mark and his faith, but just right up there with them is his family and the way that they are loving. And I'm sure they're really having a hard time in their hearts, but they love so deeply in the midst of it. The gospel, when you were hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. And that's what that family is doing is Mark is Jesus. And I see so many family and friends, they're feeding him, they're giving him drink, they're, they're, they're clothing him, they're caring for him. He's imprisoned and they're visiting him. Like this is the gospel being lived out. And it's so incredibly beautiful. And you see, he, his, his children, uh, two of his youngest children, they're twins and they're high school seniors. These are high school seniors. They're going through their senior year and here's their dad like struggling. And these kids are so full of life. They're like caring for their dad. They're feeding their dad. They're giving him drink and they're laughing and they're smiling and they're sitting around talking. And just the other night we were talking about how just a year ago they were all busy with life, running to work, running to things, running, and they wouldn't even spend time together. But now they're together constantly and they're like loving one another. And it's the way really family life ought to be. And I remind every family out there, stop being busy. Sit around and have meals with your family. Pray with your family. Don't let suffering come for you to get to that point. Stop living the chaos. Enter into your family life. Like the Westerbers just show that because as they've done that, it's just brought so much holiness of life and they're all coming alive. It's a remarkable story, the Paschal mm -hmm. Mystery, mm -hmm. that in suffering and death, God brings life. And I'm just so grateful for them. Um, and please pray for this family. Um, that God may continue to use them because they know they're weak and they're frail. And right now, if they're listening, they're probably shaking their head and blown away by it all. But God is using them in such a powerful way. And please pray for that family. Come Holy Spirit. God is so good. Uh, so just thank you, everyone, for, uh, for listening. And, and uh, you have a story, too. And, and God is moving in your heart. So uh, when we come back, we're going to go to break. And we are going to be speaking with a few young people that are a part of the Teach for Christ program. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. 
This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 